0: I only plead with no headphones. No, I'm kidding. I don't
1: care. You can have it when you do your intro. No, <laughs> do you guys have the, the rotating ones? Yeah, so you can put one on your ear and then just hold your heads together. <laughs> oh, no, do it. Uh, Cute. That's pretty great. Cute. <laughs> don't think that's going
2: to
0: work too well. Adorbs. Total. I mean, Total. I could just do oh. the whole, like... Oh, goodness. So to finish my story...
1: There you go, yeah.
0: <laughs> so to finish my story, it's the only one... So everybody always went to Krispy Kreme, like, after church on Wednesdays and stuff. And so, or people would get like entire, entire glazed, <laughs> entire do- dozens of donuts that were glazed. And it was just not my thing, but they made like a super awesome, amazing cake donut that wasn't dry. Like, I don't know what they did to it. Maybe it was just like enough grease that they fried it in because you would just take a bite and it was like, it would just slide down your throat. <laughs> it was amazing. Plus they did. They they used to do the cake donut with chocolate frosting. Mm-hmm. Not glaze frosting. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jake knows what I'm talking about.
2: Heck yeah. Chocolate
0: frosting. Cool. And that was my favorite thing ever. And then they stopped doing it with the chocolate frosting. 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 Stop doing it with the chocolate frosting. And so I had to just sort of settle for cake. And that's why I eat cake donuts.
1: Semi-related. The hash browns at Dunkin' Donuts are the best fast food hash browns out there.
0: I don't know that I've had hash browns. They're
1: fantastic. Donuts. They're like three ninety nine for a little sleeve of the, the like bite-sized ones. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they are phenomenal.
3: Are they the flat round ones? Mm-hmm.
1: I think I have had them. They are really good. And they do like they do some weird spices on them. It's not just a normal like uh. potato hash brown like everywhere else. Right. Primo.
3: Huzzah! Our heroes save the scouts, but return to more chaos. The royal crown has been stolen. At the behest of the guard captain, our heroes prepare to head out to retrieve the crown from the bandit camp.
0: a podcast about D&D Beyond the Rules. We have something for everybody. We hope to teach new players and entertain experienced players, and all we need you to bring is your dice. We're so glad you're here, so we hope you like the show. Boy. Well, hello, and welcome to Huzzah, a podcast about D&D Beyond the Rules, but you guys already heard that part, so... <laughs> uh, anyway, today we have the magnificent, super-awesome Jake. Hello! One of my
3: favorite DMs and players. Sweet. Such I mean, praise. Yes. <laughs> uh... So just a little background. Uh, Jake and I met at Momocon uh, 2017.
0: Hey, me too. I was there too.
3: Yes, yes. We met Jake and uh, we were DMing together there and... I mentioned that I was getting ready to start a Curse of Strahd game, and Jake said, I want to play. And
1: I said, okay. (laughs) Basically, it was, uh, we're going to play Death House. And I was like, what's Death House? I'm like, we're going to kill you. (laughs)
0: Yes! (laughs) And Jake said, awesome. (laughs) And he
1: brought
3: one of my favorite characters that I've had the pleasure of DMing. And I, I mean that with the highest praise because... It is one of the most memorable characters, and uh, Jake will get to introduce Alon and his whole backstory of how Alon came to be.
0: Wait, wait, wait. We should probably first say that we're talking, today, we're talking about character personality.
3: Which is why Jake is here, yes. Yes. Uh, We are talking character personality, how to make your character really come alive. And uh, Jake is is one of the examples I give to players and... Look at what he's done with the lawn because it's a good example of how to separate the character from your own personality. Uh, anyway, uh, Jake, let's talk about you first before we talk about a lawn. All right. Uh, let's. Uh... just um, give us a little bit of your D&D background. Um, When did you get started? I know you are all in on the hobby. You are dove into the deep end. Very much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you even play D&D before MomoCon 2017?
1: Yeah, so I actually got into it when D&D Next was first announced. Um, A buddy of mine, John, had gotten the playtest packet. And so we were waiting tables at the time. And we would go from waiting tables to his apartment and we would just play D and it was my first foray into it and i read all the, <laughs> the the whole 134 page packet cover to cover just so that i could understand what was going on that
0: stupid intimidating amount of paper yes. that you have to read
1: yes and well and it was it was everything about D and i had I, I knew what it was my dad played D when he was in college um i'd heard of it i had tried it in high school as like uh somebody brought in a bunch of minis and some dice and was like roll them and do stuff And i
2: was like yes
1: <laughs> but it never i never got into the system itself um and then the playtest came out, and I played a, a druid, and it was a ton of fun. And I, from there, I just kind of spiraled. Um, I, I discovered, I, I was Googling, you know, how to make this work, and how do I do this spell, and all this other stuff, and discovered a website where there were forums, and then I discovered play-by-play, or play-by-post, mm-hmm. and got super addicted to D&D at, at work, and at school, and at home, because <laughs> anywhere I could do it on the internet, I could play. Hey. And um, so that, and I got into 3.5 with all the the numbers and everything, but moved into fifth edition, like immediately upon like official publication for it and was playing just in random one-off scenarios. And then when we moved, I actually wound up doing a Skype game with John um, so that we could keep in touch and continue doing those games. And so I DM'd it and we did some homebrew stuff and it really got into just everything got kara wrapped up in it and this was uh 20 sucked her in i really did like she she didn't know what it was all about but as soon as we got into kind of being able to create those characters and everything she she immediately got into it Mm. and um but yeah so started doing homebrew stuff and messing with the rules and learning everything about the different ways that it could work and then that transitioned into another homebrew game and then into another homebrew game and then just story after story after story and then moved into canton and discovered dragon's eye games and got into my first real legitimate tabletop like session Mm -hmm. and then was and then came momocon 2017 where got really lucky i i've been doing homebrew but i didn't have any experience with adventure league which is you know the the official publication all the official rules nothing that isn't directly from wizards of the coast is allowed right and so i didn't have any experience with that but i came in and they gave me a shot and i had oh my god it was amazing um getting to I met you guys I got to hang out with Nate while he DM'd it was yeah it was pretty fun a lot of fun mm-hmm. yeah. and then I did Dragon Con after that and then I did MomoCon this year and Dragon Con this year and I've been running one of the tables at uh Drake's either Wednesdays or Thursdays pretty much since I moved there last year
0: You keep getting in deeper and yeah, deeper <gasps> I'm sorry No so you... I think it's a great thing <laughs> It was better as a compliment
3: I have met um, lots of people who are D- D&D and it's been a lot of fun and you're one of those people but you have we were talking earlier and we said you we were going to talk about these stories on the podcast. Um, you have a weird superstition about the month of October and Halloween just happened. So I, I want do. to hear your October superstitions and why it exists.
0: And this was the first time I heard about this. He Like we were talking about something else. And Jake said, yeah, I don't have anything terrible scheduled for this year. And I was like, terrible <laughs> scheduled for this year. What do you mean? And he proceeds to tell us what he is about to tell you guys. And I found it simultaneously funny and heart-wrenching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, October on Odd Years has been has been pretty bad to me. Um, starting with 2011, where I fell off a roof. And then 2013, where I fell out of a tree. And then 2015, I started off the very first week of October, totaling my motorcycle. And then the end... Oh. And then the end of October 2015 I wound up in the hospital with liver failure and you know my red blood cells weren't being produced and all this other stuff and I saw like 10 specialists over 4 days and they had no idea what was going on they were going to medically induce coma and bone marrow biopsy and all these you know terrifying terms and then one guy walks in like four hours before it was supposed to happen and goes by the way you have mono and and i said i've had mono and this is not mono (laughs) and he tells me about how they have you know only double digit recorded cases and uh that's some super weird eight word strain of it and basically it's like we're gonna give you these steroids and if it works you'll get better and if it doesn't work you it won't make you worse and I mean, nothing's worse than medically induced coma at 25, so <laughs> What Welcome am, am to I, I going to say? The no. Jake <laughs> exactly. And so, um, he came in and gave me the steroids and like 4 hours later, I was I was feeling better. I was able like to hold sentences and get out and do my own stuff, walk around. Um, it was it was wild. Um, complete turnaround. And then they let Dang. me go the next
0: day. There you go.
1: Oh. And uh, and then that brings us to last year, 2017, where uh, I actually got run over over on uh, oh, Exit 12. We were around
0: for that one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, On our way back from a Halloween party and just heard something under the car, went under it to check it out. And next thing I know, I'm 20 feet in front of the car and I can't stand on one of my
0: legs. Oh, so, no. you know. Because the car had run over your other one.
1: Yeah, basically. Oh,
0: I remember hearing about this. And at first, I was just horrified because it had happened to you. And mm-hmm. then I heard that Kara was there, your yeah. girlfriend, and saw all this, and I was like, hurt. Whoa. because I cannot imagine, like, Mm-mm.
1: yeah, I I would not wish that on anyone, and I still feel bad that she had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but she's she was super supportive. She was the only reason I made it through that entire time. So yeah, Kara's awesome. And then uh, this year, nothing happened because it's a it's an even year. It's and it, Made it, it, like it through the without incident. So next year, you're gonna be in bubble wrap. <laughs> <and you're> gonna, <laughs>
0: Exclusively bubble wrap. Yeah. All, all the like like a uh, blackout drapes on all the windows and uh double bolts on all the doors. Yep. There's like nobody come in here. Nobody come in. Bubble boy too. Yeah. Yes. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Electric boogaloo, bubble boy two. That makes me happy inside.
3: Um so before we get into the D and D discussion, we should I talk won't... about who's producing this.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Joseph. <laughs> Okay, uh, but yeah, so we want to make sure to say thank you so much to Bookshop Media, who is giving us their awesome and exceedingly excellent support. They're helping us. Uh, actually, he's basically doing everything except sit here and talk on this recording. So so thanks, Joseph.
3: So, yes, uh, if you're looking for podcasts, go check out Bookshop Media, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter.
0: Oh, yeah, thanks for including all the actual useful information. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that.
3: So... Um, and uh so now we're gonna talk about characters and their personalities and i want jake to start first,
0: with, yes, indeed. with talking
3: about Alon, the first of six and he's got a ton of titles for this character it's one of my favorite characters in my curse of stride campaign by far because he has helped the others find their moments mainly because he talks his way into trouble
0: let's hear the totality of uh, jake the, tot- oh. the whole the whole list Elon.
1: Okay. okay, so it's Elon, the first of six, atheist in the bag, proficient in the sack, converter of clerics, and trampler of druids. And horse. And then horse, his faithful companion, uh, horse the carnivore, who was uh, force fed a <laughs> druid. For, force fed an old man who tried to kidnap him. Horse was not about it, but, but Alon was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Horse was not feeling this whole exchange, but he's like, fine, I love you.
1: And just to, to clarify, Alan. my horse's name is literally Horse. Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. And um,
3: so we have to talk about how Alon got the name, the t- first, his first title, First of Six.
1: Of course. So at Momocon, um, I actually bought my very first mini, and it was uh, one of the little Cavalier ones from Pathfinder. And at the bottom of all these like pre-made, pre-painted minis are the name of the miniature and how many are in the set. And so on the bottom it says, Alon Cavalier, one of six. And my wonderful girlfriend at the time <laughs> was just very confused by the one of six. She thought that there were only six of this particular mini made and that I had the first one. And so it was this big ordeal with, oh my God, it's Alon the, the first of six. It's first one of six. the six. And so it grew into this this thing where that eventually became his infinite title. No matter where he's used, he will always be Alon the first of six, if if nothing else.
0: Uh-huh. I thought that was that was really great, and I also I always have fun every time the story's told because it's like I was I was there for that particular yeah, item. so right. it's like the first of six, and atheist in the bag.
1: Atheist in the bag was just um, him and him and the cleric don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, mm. but uh, but we were in a church and the priest was asking who Elon was, and I was leaving, and um, I had negotiated my way into a burlap sack as my cloak. <laughs> and and as i was leaving the the cleric turns and points to him and goes oh he's the the atheist in the bag <laughs> <laughs> and proficient in the sack just kind of naturally came with that obviously oh, obviously course.
0: so how did we come by this uh bag sack cloak thing <laughs>
1: uh well we were negotiating for equipment before we went out on a hunt and alan was like i need a cloak and it has to be brown or green to blend in with the forest And the shopkeeper goes, uh, well, I I don't really have any cloaks, but I do have this. And he held up uh, effectively a burlap sack and it was brown and it was free. So Alon (laughs) was like, yes, please. Let's make it work. (laughs) And and the way that we negotiated it into being free was that the rogue was in the back stealing everything. (laughs) And, And the shopkeeper had come out and was like, we're missing a lot of things. If you can find it, you can have it for free. Well, he gave it to me for free as kind of the payment up front, and I don't think we've even come back to him since then.
3: No.
0: Poor, poor no, little shop no, guy. No, no, no. That,
3: that shopkeeper is wondering where he the, was where
0: is went rude. with his burlap
1: sack. <laughs> <laughs> Screw everything else. Where's my sack?
0: But doesn't Elan not know it's a sack? Like, he's kind of dumb enough that he has not picked up on the fact that like, as he feels far as, it's a cloak. I believe really? as far as
3: he's concerned, it's still a magical cloak that changes colors because the wizard continuously cast a spell on it to change the
1: color. I think it was just prestidigitation where he was just changing the way yeah. it looked and smelled and everything else, and Alon's just like, "This is the best thing ever." So. so, as
3: far as Alon's concerned, it's a magical. Cloak. It is.
0: <laughs> That's a very Sleeping Beauty kind of moment, right? <laughs> now,
3: the thing to note about Alon is he's pretty much the opposite of Jake. He is impulsive. He's not very intelligent. He um he speaks he speaks whatever he wants to anybody. He doesn't care. <laughs> And where Jake is a little more reserved, a little more analytical. So let's talk about how you came upon this personality for Alon, because his personality has created these moments.
1: Right. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it, it really just started as I didn't know what to do with a fighter. And I was um, I had only ever played like clerics and druids. So having a fighter, I was like, well, what if I just max out the stats? What if I do uh, – everybody talks about the average builds and, like, lots of 13s and 12s. and But I was like, what if I had all 15s and then 8s? What if he was really strong but really dumb? <laughs> and uh, from there, it just turned into getting used to what it meant to, to be dumb. And, and a lot of it came from determining up front what questions I wanted to be able to answer before I got to them, mm-hmm. which is things like if a fight presents itself, will he fight? Will he talk his way out of it? Will he run? And the answer is always he will fight um, pretty much no matter what, even in right. situations where fighting is not the correct answer. It is the correct answer for him. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it came from this idea that if I'm going to play this really smart character, that he has to be always willing to fight. And then being a little bit dumber, where situations where fighting isn't the answer had to be kind of the the backup answer mm-hmm. for him, where fighting took precedence, and so it just turned into oh, I want to front load these stats and we'll just dump these stats, and then it was it was mostly interacting with the rest of the party and mm-hmm. getting used to okay, well who can I mess with? Who can I who 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 does my stupidity immediately affect? Yeah. And then flocking to those people where right. it can have the most impact. Yeah. Which I love it. our cleric, our <laughs> mostly poor, the cleric, our poor cleric, who is
3: a uh, who is played by a, a real life lawyer, <laughs> yes, and who and, does
0: some pretty insane lawyer and the cleric the ended name. up
3: becoming the lawyer of the party. So, and, <laughs> primarily to get Alon
1: out of trouble. Yes, yes. So
3: <laughs> you two have had some fantastic moments. Uh, I think the best was when you almost went to prison.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> just because alan was like hey you're being a jerk so why don't we settle this like men to a I, how old is lady walked like no this 60... was to the mayor of the town oh that's right that was the Burgermeister. where i was like oh why does everybody have to be happy and he was like well they just have to be happy And i was like that's dumb <laughs> and the <laughs> mayor was like stupid. you're dumb and then he was calling the guards and andre was like wait outside go to your <laughs> room just go to your room. And so Alon went outside and was just guarding the door like, yes, this is my mission. This is my purpose. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, and Ander successfully talked his way out of that with his plus one charisma. <laughs> but, yeah. but he just made such a good case.
3: Yeah, he did. Uh, it's it's one of those, why I think character personality is so important is because it creates the moments. Mm-hmm. You can have stats, you can have the dice roll the way you want it, but... The personality is what helps the role-play element of D&D. Because I can sit here and have a character sheet, but if I don't have a personality for that character, it's just me reading a character sheet. Definitely. And um, so I, I just love going through these moments that you've helped create for a party of a lot of brand new players. Yeah. I think you and Chad are the most experienced players in that group. And everybody else, was, this is their first full-length campaign.
1: And <laughs> Which is crazy because we've been playing for like a year and a half I gonna, now. I was going to say. but When is, we started, it was their first one. The first, but they, they have
3: become <laughs> veterans by being around people like you and Chad who brought these really vibrant, unique characters to the party. And they were able to embed personalities onto their characters. And I think we've seen some players like David bringing Ander to you know, life. We've seen Wick we've even seen the rogue came in <laughs> definitely he came in and uh i think this 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 most recent encounter you guys had with the uh with the witch was uh yeah was it was the was one of my favorite moments so far
0: um, well, well i mean i the most iconic rogue moment for me so far in this camp because i i'm not in this campaign but i listen to this campaign quite frequently like i just sit on the couch because um, i live here <laughs> and because i live here because i live here well it's also it's very highly entertaining and so the most iconic rogue moment for me has been when he managed to sneak past the entire party who is engaged in conversation with this priest the rogue basically skirts around comes up behind the priest and cuts his throat and everybody's like "Whoa, well, why is this guy bleeding like nobody knows No, nobody has noticed what this rogue has done he's that sneaky until the priest kills over dead and then they know <laughs> yeah
1: and, we- and the priest was in his own was in his own room and we were just kind of talking to him and then all of a sudden he stopped. <laughs> and it, it wasn't like we were just like, oh, look at that invisible being that just cut his throat. It yeah. was like we we he passed all the rolls and we were like actually talking to him and then all of a sudden he's just like, "Yeah, but
2: the- <laughs> Yeah, it was
1: And that was when I knew we were going to have an interesting time. <laughs> well, and then we had to track down his son in the basement. And, oh my goodness, it was, it was It was it was
0: That's unpleasant.
1: But the the whole thing was
3: Alon's personality coming out in this last encounter, one of my favorite moments so far, is they had this entire party discussing how they were going to approach this this big baddie that they knew they had to beat. They had to get around her to get the item you guys were looking for. And that Alon's wonderful. like, every time the conversation came around, he's like, and I get to fight her. Yep. That was the entirety of his whole idea. The rest of the party, and they spent... 45 minutes discussing a plan and they actually came up with a plan where I was like if they pass their rolls right, they can avoid combat altogether. (laughs)
1: And then... And And Alon was
3: not having any
1: of it. (laughs) Well, and it just, Elon was just, I don't care how you guys talk to her. I'm going to fight her because she has wronged me. And, and that's, Deeply. And that's where Elon comes, that's where the personality comes into it. Like, there, there's perfectly valid reasons to talk, but Elon has been slighted and he will not take that laying down. And it, it just turned into, um, at the very end, it was like, well, we'll do this. We'll sneak around. We'll talk to her. We'll negotiate. And Elon was just, and then I crashed to the back of the hut. What? And then they were like, "Well, what if we tried this plan B?" And I'm like, "And then I crashed through the back of the hut." Yeah. And then we're like, well, "What if we try plan C, where you don't crash through the back of the hut?" And there's a couple minutes of silence. He just goes, "And then I crashed through the back of the hut." And, and eventually, you did. Yeah. So I'm, it was awesome. Yep. He got to do it, and uh, <laughs> and it just it, it cemented the whole Alon does what he wants. Yeah, and that was uh, that was a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, I know you do eventually you I do. do a lot of eventually D and with Adventure league, you probably see a lot more new players coming around. Trying, Most definitely trying it out. And it's just curious how to coach them into being willing to go outside their comfort zone and create this personalities for their characters, so that they're not just reading a character off a sheet or going with an archetype of, well, I'm going to be this stout paladin who always follows the rules. I was like, well, maybe he's got a little bit of a shady past. Why is mm-hmm. why why did he join the order? Is there something that he's hiding?
0: Uh, sorry, just real quick, have we talked about Adventure League like what it is?
3: We mentioned it before, but um, Jake's much more of an expert than I am. I've, I've only done like one or a handful of Adventure League games, so, so
0: yeah. maybe tell us about Adventure League and then tell us, yeah, yeah what
1: so said. Adventure League is just any game that is hosted using explicitly the wizards of the coast material. Um no homebrew, no fancy items. They can't come across anything that they didn't buy with their starting gold or earn from an adventure or accomplish through playing the game. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's lots of games where people will start at level 3 to avoid like new character basic human everybody just hit stuff with their stick. <laughs> um but Adventure League is all Wizards of the Coast, you start at level 1, you play through, you level up through now the milestone system with hours played. Um, but basically it's it's all wizards of the coast official and it has to happen well it's supposed to happen at these official sponsored uh tables at specific locations uh mm-hmm. game stores um like dragon's eye does them gigabytes does them um it, it's all official wizards of the coast
0: and you can also take your character anywhere that's yeah, adventure league right like so if correct. i play adventure league in the united states assuming i speak french i can go over to france and play <laughs> adventure league over there and it's totally legit correct so
1: uh-huh. it's like um back when you had the original playstation you took the the memory card uh-huh. and you could take your game and go play it on someone else's console it's the same general thing where you have log sheets and you all track how many games you how many hours you played and which items you got and which story it was so that other dms can look at your sheet and say okay you played Six hours of Curse of Strahd, and you already have the Sun Sword? Maybe not.
2: Probably not. Um,
1: and it's not impossible but it's highly unlikely and and that way you can keep balance so that you have if you have a bunch of people at level five you don't have people who came from their friend's custom made world where they have a plus 14 mace of lightning and you've got someone else coming in with a regular Mm greatsword so it helps keep things balanced so that you can join into these games according to your level and according to your your balance and not feel completely overshadowed or not completely overshadow the other people right obviously there's legal min maxing and all that but um as far as adventure league goes I I do it on Wednesdays at Dragon's Eye mm-hmm. and I've gotten I've been very very blessed to be able to work with um Momocon and Dragoncon mm-hmm. shout out to uh Jenny Loveday she's phenomenal and she Woo-hoo. she's the one who gave me that chance right. so she's having fun up in Chicago now though um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun getting getting to play by the rules essentially yeah. um, When you're when you're the DM, it's it's very easy to get wrapped up in I can just
0: do whatever I want Yeah, whatever so, God complex
1: Yeah, but having the rules laid out and the mods and the books and all of the everything's already written out for you Which is even better for that But back to the the original question with with uh, helping characters who are relatively new players who are new it it really comes down to one of three things for me one is, do you want to play a character who is different than you? Because when establishing yourself, it's not always wrong to play a character who aligns with you. It makes right. role-playing easy. Mm-hmm. It makes building the character easy. And it takes away a lot of the stress of playing it right, uh, in, in air quotes. <laughs> air quotes, <laughs> which we cannot on the podcast, <laughs> no, but it's okay because we just do it. Right, right. Um, the second option is to play a trope um You can play a character that you saw on TV. You can play mm-hmm. a character that you saw in a movie or played in a video game, or you know any other w- number of ways that you can have these pre-established characters. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to play exactly John Wick or exactly John Constantine because I like Johns apparently. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> well, I've seen some Neato builds for those. It's like, how do I make John Wick in in D and D? And then people have actually gone through and figured out it's like, well, you want to put so much. so many points into this stat and you want Mm so many points in this stat and that's really all i don't have anywhere i was going with that i just think it was neat (laughs) no and
1: and that's that's one of the ways that i do it is if i've got someone who doesn't know where they want to go if they have a favorite show or a favorite movie or a favorite game or a favorite book it's a lot easier for them to step into the role of someone that they've that they've learned about that Mm. they know about that is that it that already exists Mm -hmm. and then the third one is to to play what you want to play and that that's a little bit harder on new care on new players but if you've got someone who got into D&D because he heard that he could throw fireballs, well, now you know up front that they want to play a wizard or a sorcerer or if you really want to go super easy warlock. And mm-hmm. I only say super easy. Warlocks are very complicated. But you could easily play a, an Eldritch Blast exclusive warlock and have fun with it. Yeah. So it's, it's either play myself, play a trope, or play uh, what I want to play. And, and from there, a lot of people will get used to it and three or four sessions in people are used to their characters. Um, it also really, really helps if you, if you use character names only at the table. Yes. oh yeah people respond they start to really get into that immersion with mm-hmm. it and if if i'm talking you know laying out that the dungeon is deep and mysterious and, and nobody knows what's going to happen and then i'm like yeah jeff roll your dice like it, it, it breaks it <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. that was really great <laughs> yeah and and so yeah. having having the opportunity to talk to them in character also gives them a reason to stay in character and the more time they spend in character, it's just practice. Mm-hmm. Even if all you're yeah. doing is giving giving answers to the to the barkeep, you know, or or giving answers to the quest giver or to each other, being in character is all practice. Yeah. And so that that's the biggest thing is just giving them that opportunity to make that decision for themselves.
0: So I think we had kind of thought about talking about um, if we did characteristics for ourselves or for uh, mm. everybody else at the table. Right. And so when I started, I built Galerwin for me. But, and also, she was she was the very first character I ever built. I nice. I really had no idea what was happening, uh, but it, I am very attached to her. I love her, uh, and so she I put her together the way I wanted her to be. But as we have gone on, there have been things that happened in the campaign. Like currently, she is uh, looking for a sheep that may or may not exist in one of our wizards' pockets. <laughs> <laughs> he's a wizard, right? Am uh, I getting that wrong? No,
3: he's a he's a sorcerer, but a he sorcerer, has. Sorry. A, he has the. Uh, he has
0: the, the that case. So there's a an the, item in the campaign where it's a cloak of. It's a cloak. I forget the technical name of it, but it has all so many pockets all over it. And basically, if you rip off a pocket, it turns into an item. So you're essentially carrying around a crap ton of stuff.
3: He also has and a bag we, of holding too. The so. bag of
0: holding, yes. Yeah. So he has. So the cloak looks like a regular cloak with lots of pockets. And then he also has the bag of holding, which he has been keeping concealed from all of our characters. So all the players know he has this bag, but none of the characters do. And Galiruin is reasonably intelligent, but not very intelligent. (laughs) And so at one point, our uh, sorcerer was turned into a sheep because he, uh, there's this mechanic that happens in the game called wild magic. So basically, every so often, he's like, he's used enough magic that our DM is like, all right, well, check your wild magic table. So he'll roll a dice and we'll see, we'll check uh, this list of things that may or may not happen. And he rolled one where he was just turned into a sheep, just automatically. Nice. In the middle of a pretty big boss fight, too, which was very inconvenient. (laughs) So he turns into a sheep and disappears. And our wizard reappears. I mean, I'm sorry. Our sorcerer reappears later. And Gilearwin has the idea that he is now carrying this sheep around in his pocket. So this shtick has developed where Gilearwin is constantly trying to pick this pocket and figure out if the sheep is in there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was something that, like... It was fun for me, but I also, I kind of went with it because it was funny for everybody else at the table. And and now we still get a kick out of it, like at random times. My character is like, what's that? And I will find that sheep.
1: (laughs) She's also very socially awkward.
0: She is very awkward and has anger issues.
1: You mean searching people's pockets for sheep is not socially acceptable behavior?
0: (laughs) Well, it would be if no one knew I was doing it, but I'm not very sneaky either.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, she, she is not the sneaky one at all. No. I, I, li- I like the uh, the caveat, though, that as long as people don't know you're doing it, anything is socially acceptable. <laughs> well, as long as you I, don't get I caught. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, you're not. As, as long as you don't get caught, at least that's what the rogues always say. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Galerwin, I mean, I, I personally, and Galerwin also feels like, because she is a ranger, she should be sneaky. But that is not how it has ever worked out, like, ever. And then anytime she has tried to go and talk to someone... It is almost inevitable. Like I cannot think of a single exception to the rule that they just immediately begin to beat on her, just wail on her.
3: <laughs> to be fair, we're running. She's playing in Curse of Strahd as well. Ah,
1: so, so things beat on people for no reason all the time.
3: Exactly. As Alon has experienced, everyone in that campaign is trying to kill you. Gotcha. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, the ah, sorry guys.
3: <laughs> no, I think I think you you brought up a good point about. Personalities evolving as the campaign goes on because it makes sense. Your character's going to respond to the world around them, just like we respond to the world around us. Your character, as they experience things, I've had a character die, and that whole party had to deal with my character dying, and that was a uh, that was hard. When for you them. were playing, right? Out when you were DMing, when I was playing,
0: well, well you when, know, when I'm DMing, I've had a cure. Car- <laughs> I've had
3: I've killed a player and. Fortunately, I hadn't read the paragraph next understanding what loot they were just about to get, so they were able to save him. But... Right.
1: <laughs> Man, that was wild. <laughs> we waited several weeks thinking that character was dead, only to be like, oh, by the way, revivify. <laughs> yeah.
0: And now that character's player is a little bit unhappy because he had come up with a whole new character. Several. <laughs> He had, he
3: had several that he was still deciding which one he was going to bring to the table. And we're like, the <laughs> by the way, by, the, the, one, way. by the way, <laughs> <laughs>
0: just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, you're still alive.
3: But, <laughs> uh, so I've had characters who, have, well, like you said, he one died, and then the other one was raised in Barovia, you know, basically, yeah. yeah. And he's got this whole other attitude with they're not like, oh, this is not not the paladin you were playing before <laughs> i was like oh no this guy could care less about yep. you guys yep. oh
0: no let me tell you it was so weird because so that was in the the campaign that jeff and i play in together and so my character galirwin was also uh, incidentally very close to jack's jeff's character Uh sort jack's dies galiran's having a really hard time with it uh this new character joins the party his name is lencio he was raised in barovia and of course you know we all of us players are like well Jeff is playing this guy we had sort of certain we knew it was a different character but we kind of had expectations that this character would also be like watching our backs and taking care of anybody and he goes to sell us down the river like <laughs> first session, the, he's the in first the, session the he
3: finds out first they session. all have bounties on him from Strahd and he goes I can make money off of these guys.
0: So he goes to turn us in. Our characters, to this day, do not know that he did this. But the no. players were all like, ooh, son of a gun.
3: They're like, you're really going to do this? I was like, there's a, a collective 40,000 gold on all yeah. your heads. Yes, I'm going to do this.
0: I don't care about you people. What?
1: Basically. He
0: could
3: pretty much wipe his slate clean and retire. So...
0: So, Jake, do you have things that you, or I suppose, did you come up with your character more for yourself, I guess? Or are there well, things that you do that just because other people at the table enjoy it?
1: Yeah, so uh, Elon was was stroke of luck concept kind of fell into my lap from, from Kara. Mm-hmm. But I, I've had several characters that I've built around the idea of basically supporting people. Um, I mean, I've got three characters that I pretty much am running one or the other at pretty much all times um one is storm singer the blue dragonborn tempest cleric that i wanted to have nothing but lightning themes That sounds so really cool. it was a lot of fun um but so i have him and his personality is just wise old dragonborn who doesn't really talk much and sits in the back and tells people that they're dumb when they pitch dumb ideas <laughs> and that's his entire personality is it's just he's a map maker and it's his job to to find where we're going and what we do once we're there doesn't matter. You well, got he's there as as sort of a um, uh, uh, soft MacGuffin, like soft it, MacGuffin. His whole purpose is just you guys know what you need to do, and I will help you achieve that goal. Um, and then I have Emmy, who is my like ultimate raw support class, mm-hmm. who is mastermind and lore bard, whose oh job word. it is is to you know give help to everybody 30 feet away and then he has a familiar that also gives help so he's giving advantage to three people every turn and then he has bardic inspiration and cutting words and all these other ridiculous things and his whole thing is just i built him as a no matter what's going on no matter what party they have they could have no magic people they could have all magic people this character will benefit people Mm. and that character was just I mean, he's he's supposed to be the the brilliant mastermind genius, but I tend to play him more like uh, Will Ferrell's Mega Mind <laughs> than anything else, because he he thinks he's this evil genius and he thinks of every party he's a part of as his henchman. and yeah, his whole great. his whole involvement is just I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that the people below me succeed because when they succeed, I succeed. And, and I'm
0: self-interested. Yeah,
1: yeah. But at the same time, I made these characters for me. But they're designed so that I can play them with any party in mind. Um, Elan is a a weird example because I don't think I've ever been in a party that didn't have at least one fighter and or rogue. But but yeah, Stormsinger is, is designed to be a support. I can heal. I can deal a lot of damage all at once. Or I can just sit back and spirit guardians and let them eat everything alive. And then Emmy is... I'm just going to sit in the back and you get help and you get help and you get help. And I like that character. You get
0: advantage and you get advantage. Yeah, exactly. You get advantage.
1: And I like that character a lot because. With new players especially, it's very easy to get turned off. If you feel like you're right. not accomplishing anything, mm-hmm. if you feel like what you're doing isn't impacting the game, it's oh, very sure, easy yeah. to get disconnected. Oh, yeah. And once it starts, it's a snowball because then you're sitting in your chair and you're, you're leaning back a little bit more. And maybe you're on your phone or maybe you're thinking about other things because who cares? My character's not doing anything anyway. But when you give people advantage, it's, it's increasing the likelihood of their success. Mm-hmm. It's letting them build their story and me just being like, good luck with that and Ooh. and legitimately meaning it yeah so That's cool um so yeah and i one of the biggest pulls to D D for me was i my my buddy john that got me started was a rogue named yanni and he liked to do the most ridiculous things mm-hmm. um acrobatics checks to climb bookshelves and leap across them and um do front flips and somersaults and throwing knives and nah. like every everything was a roll. And I got into this this mindset where D&D really is like, it, it, it's the game where you can do anything. Yep. The idea that a- anything you want to do within reason, you can't be like, oh, I'm going to roll a D20 to jump to the moon. <laughs> but you could roll a D20 to climb a mountainside, like climb a cliffside. And if you roll high enough, you you can do that. And that's so cool to me. So the idea of let, giving advantage so other people can achieve their goals and achieve their, live their dreams and do all these other cool things is just so cool to me.
0: Oh. You're such a wonderfully generous player, man. That's so <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah. I love it is. It, it, well, and
3: it makes sense. If you build a character that's going to benefit others, you're probably going to have a lot
1: of fun because you're going to see mm-hmm. your effect on the game through the others. And it's wild when people go one round of combat without three advantages per Uh-oh. round. And people are like, what? What? I missed? How did that happen? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: happen? I just don't understand.
1: How did we get here? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't
3: had a bard in my party ever, so I'm used to it. <laughs> you I'm, have been a bard, I'm, though. I've, I've been a bard once, nice. and it was a lot of fun, but I have yet to have a bard support me as any of my martial classes, so yeah, I'm used to missing. Well,
0: I, I saw this really great picture. It was somebody standing by this pit of lava, just like one lone person out in the middle of this desolate countryside, rocks everywhere, pit of lava. And uh, it says, well, you know that either... A uh, bard rolled a 20, or a wizard rolled a 1. <laughs> Just, like, exploded. Nice. Yeah. Sorry, so so I guess, like, because bards don't really uh, do a whole lot of damage. They basically support people so that they can do a lot of damage. So, occasionally, they can do a lot of damage yeah. if they roll really, really well. So. Either... And they do
1: a lot of the, the world shaping, and, you know, I can create dimensions and pocket loops and all these other cool, weird, funky things, whereas wizards are like... World domination, like cataclysms <laughs> and fireballs,
0: like the stereotypical you know, like evil little yeah, old exactly. man who's got like the big book. Yeah, exactly. And he's like paging like. I have a spell for this situation.
1: Pretty
3: much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. I feel we have. Yeah.
2: Reached the end. <laughs> <laughs> We've run so, a bit out well, of conversation.
3: Just uh, final tips for people who are interested in creating a unique personality
1: um well the the biggest tip that i have would be the one that i use which is just never stop making characters um i have got so many characters um just everything you can think of different variations multi-classes um different ideas because of one spell that i wanted to use but i wanted to have this big theme behind it and the more you experiment with it the more you start to really think why is this person like this Mm -hmm. and if it starts off with okay i want to be able to fight her but i want him to use big weapons and be super strong because that's what i've always wanted to be or whatever and then maybe you move into two weapon fighting because you think it'd be cool for them to swing two two handers one in each hand Um, and then you have to figure out how can i accomplish this and from there it becomes finding the right feats or finding the right classes that make it work and so um finding ways to make it happen is how you is how you create these new characters. Right. And the more you think about it the more backgrounds and personalities and stuff start to flow naturally as you're creating the characters.
0: Yeah, that is a really cool thing to start from the thing that you want to happen like or I think it is very cool to start from the thing you want to happen like being able to wield these uh, yeah. ginormous, you know, two-handed weapons, but one in each hand. So that means, you know, that you have a lot of muscles. Well, how did you get all these muscles? Well, maybe you were a slave in your childhood <laughs> and you have escaped from yeah. this mine far away. And now you hate those people. You're going back to kill them. Yeah. Or something. Well, and you can just but that, but that,
1: was, that was perfect. Like, that's exactly what it is. I wanted to build a, a throwing, f- like a person who threw weapons. Mm-hmm. But there's no, there's nothing in 5e that supports it. The closest thing that I found is weapon bond from Eldritch Knight, which lets me as a bonus action, pull my weapon back to me Mm -hmm. so I can throw my weapon and then bonus action, pull it back. Nice. And that was the only way that I could find that made throwing weapons seem like they were viable. And like, cause there's, there's no feats that give you any sort of bonus to throwing weapons. None of the classes give you bonuses to throwing weapons. The closest thing you have is sharpshooter, which if you use darts or depending on which dm you talk to you can flavor darts into really anything you want as long as you don't change the dice so like you could throw shurikens or even daggers have the same they're both they're all d4s right Mm -hmm. so as long as you're not changing the damage most dms are okay with you throwing whatever you want Mm -hmm. i have a player in my game right now who is a dwarven forge master who has a long beard and he keeps flowers in it from everywhere he goes and (laughs) his and his idea was i want to throw metal flowers so he, he has these circular metal flowers that are very, very sharp, and he just throws them like shurikens or like little frisbees. Ah, and, and frisbees just, of death. Yeah, and they're just they're little flowers. But I don't see any reason why you can't do that and use it as a throwing weapon as long as you don't change the damage.
3: Right. Um, my thing would be to know your character's motivation. Definitely. That helps shape his personality a lot. What are they trying to accomplish? Like, uh, Lin- and why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lencio uh, grew up in Barovia. He hates it. He hates the culture because Strahd is the nastiest thing on God's green earth. Well, not green in Barovia, but, you know, God's <laughs> gray, gray earth. Yeah. Gray and Everything foggy and in despair. But he wants to kill Strahd because he believes that that will free his people. So that's his whole motivation. And he does not care how it gets accomplished, he will use anything in his power to get there. If he sees something that he thinks is useful like this group of adventurers from another realm he'll use them to get his to achieve his goal. Definitely.
0: Or just just turn him in for the bounty. Well at that point
3: at that point you guys hadn't proved useful. It was the fight the fight in Malachi that you guys proved useful and he said oh maybe maybe I should use them.
0: Maybe they had a chance.
3: So uh, Jocelyn.
0: What was the question again? Sorry.
3: Tip. Just your (laughs) tip for creating a personality.
0: Yeah. Oh well You guys both kind of took mine. So both of yours, plus uh, I enjoy, like, one of the things, like you said, Jake, that I really like about the world of D&D is you can do basically anything, including kind of coming up with your own side quests. So right now, my character, Gilearwin, is actually attempting to, again, she's very socially awkward and she doesn't know how to talk to people, but her party has come to mean a lot to her. So she's been, like, collecting little things. She has a a uh, little jade frog that she has had, like she got in maybe the second session we ever played. And it was blessed at the Shrine of Luck. So she rubs her lucky frog before she's got to do something really scary. And uh, the only way she kind of knows to communicate to her, or the only way that she's come up with to communicate to her fellow adventurers that she cares about them is she's been going around collecting like all these little figurines and she's been trying desperately to figure out how to get them blessed, but she's in and Everything sucks in and <laughs> There's no luck there. So anyway... She's been trying to figure out how to make them into, like, little lucky pieces for everybody. And that's just, like, and it's, I mean, the rest of my party probably doesn't even really realize that's happening. Like, occasionally, we'll be at a store or something, and I'll be like, what kind of trinkets do you have? Mm -hmm. And so, like, they've picked up on that I'm doing that, but it hasn't, like, come to fruition. And it may never, but it's something that I find personally satisfying. Yeah, that's really cool.
1: We just think she's a hoarder. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. No, but that's that's awesome. Like the yeah. the opportunity to create stuff like that, and that's part of the reason why the the relationship between the DM and the player is so important, mm-hmm. is because you're collecting trinkets. But if the DM right. says, "Sorry, this shop has no trinkets," then you're just out of luck. Right. But but that's it's it's so cool to have <laughs> the idea that my character wants to do this and i've never met a dm who's like no definitely not you can have no fun (laughs) no fun for you yeah so i've never ran into anybody that the dms like that so and and it's hard for the dm to say well your character is secretly collecting trinkets so that you can bless them and give them to your friends no that's that's something that the player and the character have to come up with which Mm is it's such an integral part of being a character of being anything within dnd is is being part of it yourself yeah. and coming up with those ideas and everything else is just it's, it's icing on the cake of being able to do what you want to do and hang out with eight people and eat chili and drink beer and just hang out and actually do stuff
0: exactly good. i think that is a really good spot to wrap up yep. i feel we have covered some good points about character development yeah. as we'll take
3: a quick little break and then we will come back and we will actually play D. yeah nice. we'll do that welcome back to huzzah and we are here, ready to actually play some D and D. We're gonna reintroduce our characters. Um, Jocelyn is playing Alora.
0: Mm-hmm. Alora Starflower. Okay. I am a high elf druid. Um, I don't know. Do you want a lot more information? No, that's that? that's okay. fine.
3: And Jake is f- now assuming the role of. How are we pronouncing it this time around?
1: Ianin Ithu, the high elf fighter. Ithu.
3: Is Easy. that an
0: accentized
1: detect? Not really. It's <laughs> just some pretty fighter esque voice. Got it. Challenge, talent Got it. acting, yes.
3: Okay, when we ended the last session, <laughs> um, you guys had saved the scouting party from the forest, come back to town to find out that the crown had been stolen, and you were, uh, Curses, have left. you were going to uh, proceed out in the morning to recover the crown. Um.
2: Cool.
3: so um if you guys are ready we'll go ahead and get started so yes. it is the morning uh it is the end um you have received a message from the guard captain saying that they have identified what they believe to be the bandit camp and have sent you a map
0: sweet map thank you <laughs> you uh feeling okay there this morning yes
1: buddy? something stuck in my throat oh
0: okay sleep on your neck wrong kind. yeah, of?
1: yeah okay <laughs> i need a cough drop
0: <laughs> okay all right Or oh, no wait good wait berries. can i can i um cast you wait. have good berry <laughs> i have cure wounds which is a whole spell but i would no, be willing to... i don't need
1: any curing
0: <laughs> i could i could speak with some animals about finding you some good berries <laughs>
1: <laughs> no this is fine
0: it does add a certain uh, drama to your aspect if that helps you. <laughs> yes, any. it does. Okay.
1: I like drama. Drama. TNT. We know drama.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about,
1: TNT? Please sponsor us. <laughs> I was trying to stay character
0: over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I would like to mention that the role play is going to be really especially intense today because, due to various circumstances, we are sharing a mic. Thusly, Jake and I are about one foot apart.
3: All right, then. He's <laughs> like, I'm on. Exciting. So exciting. Intimate. <laughs>
0: Dramatic. <laughs> Extra drama. I can't do the voice though, dude. Like, it's not gonna work out.
3: <laughs> oh. Okay. So we are, uh, you guys know it's going to take you about a couple hours to get to the location it has identified. So we're going to. We have a
1: couple hours ahead of us. Do you have any last minute preparations that you need to make?
0: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you need your blanket? <laughs> your, your whoopee? <laughs> Get it, because you're a child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am not a child, but I do need my blankie, so yes. I'm gonna go get it now.
2: All right.
3: <laughs> we shall, All right. venture forth. Venture forth deep into the woods.
0: How dare you make fun of my blankie.
3: <laughs> um, the path you're following splits away to reveal a hint of light piercing the forest.
0: Light? Do you see light uh, ahead? You can
3: vaguely make out shadows dancing in the woods and shapes of stone statues and old stone walls in a clearing just ahead.
1: Does any of that architecture look familiar to you?
0: No, but I would like to speak to a nearby squirrel.
1: <laughs> and I would like to make a some sort of knowledge roll to see if it looks familiar to me.
3: Sure. Uh, go ahead and make a history check for me.
1: Yes, sir.
3: And then make a nature check for me. Or no, an uh, animal. Well,
0: uh, yeah. So, sorry. I'm not talking in the yeah, mic. Talk okay, to so the mic
3: so the people can hear you.
0: Pardon me. So sorry. Ah, uh, you didn't miss anything. So, Sorry. so funny. Uh, so, part of my circle of the shepherd, yes, I get speech of the woods. So, I know Sylvan. Animals understand my speech, and I can decipher animal noises. So, I don't know, like, would a nature check do all that? Or... No, I
3: want you to make one so you can find a squirrel.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Where are my skill proficiencies? 17.
3: Uh, okay, you will find a squirrel. Uh, let me see your... Yeah, of course. Because we're using D&D Beyond, and things look a little funny. We'll
0: find a squirrel onto more important matters. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you find a squirrel. By the way, history check. Oh. Go.
0: <laughs> By the way.
1: There you are. You have to be on that screen. Oh, where, how did you get to this screen? I view sheet. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay, oh. cool. Um, okay, you said history check, right? Yes, history. Yes, I have a plus three in that. That's a 16.
3: 16. Okay, this appears to be uh, an old Elven Ruins Potentially an elven outpost of sorts that is, has been, uh, is no longer in use,
1: just based on the decay of the buildings. This used to be an outpost of some kind. Mm. Chances are, if someone's trying to use it for strategic purposes, they would be here.
0: <laughs> well, I don't even need to talk to a squirrel now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to talk to a squirrel anyway, because I found one.
1: They could tell us if someone is actually in there.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what
3: Okay, uh, so you find a squirrel. Squeak,
1: squeak, squeak. <laughs>
0: squeak, 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 <laughs> you squeak. Squeak, 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 You have stolen my nut. Squeak, squeak, squeak. You owe me a new you nut. You owe me a new nut. <laughs>
1: Where are these nut bandits?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Um... We're
1: accomplishing so much.
0: <laughs> so much is happening. What, what, um, <laughs> what kind of, I haven't used this before. So what kind of limit... Like I don't I couldn't give this let, let me see speech.
3: the uh, what's the spell? Speak It's not animals. A, it's not a spell. It's Oh, uh, you're just using Yeah, the, it's, yeah it's, it's the equivalent it's, of speak with animals. Okay. Speech, so
0: speech you, of the woods. Speak so with, it's a I'm just going to use speak trait. with Shepherd animals as
1: really my It's pretty cool by the way. Mm. Their, uh, their conjurations later on get super strong.
0: Sweet. I just know that I was really excited about the totem thing that I got to do last time. Oh yeah. So
3: Okay, so anyway, um well, ask the squirrel a question and will while while you're doing that, I'm going to look and see what I can tell you.
0: Hey man, uh, have you seen any dudes hanging out around all those buildings and stuff recently?
1: I just wanted to go on the record that I'm looking at her disapprovingly as she does this. <laughs> Why are you wasting time speaking to the local fauna?
0: I'm giving him the side eye as I speak to the squirrel.
3: So you're asking, has he seen anything in the ruins? Yeah,
0: has there been any human activity recently in the ruins? So...
3: It has seen several beings like you in the ruins. thought you
2: said bees. <laughs> bees.
3: Bzzz.
0: Thanks uh thanks little guy. Uh have they uh, been bothering you at all?
3: No cuz he they don't climb the trees.
0: No, well, I didn't know if they were trying to catch you guys and eat you because that's what they do. <laughs> That's what marauding bands uh, do on the forest. <laughs>
3: You see his eyes widen a little bit, like "What? Who
0: eats us?" <laughs> okay, sorry, man. I'm, I'm gonna give him a little nut. i just be like, "Thanks, kid. Thanks, dude." Kind of send him on his way. Okay. All
3: right.
1: So, is, is there any sort of um, any sort of entryway that looks like an easy vantage point into the ruins themselves? Um, go back to my map. Um, there's. It's pretty
3: thick woods. You could potentially, uh, you know, sneak through them.
1: Well, I'm not looking to sneak. I'm looking to um, just find somewhere that looks like it would give me the best uh, kind of view of the ruins themselves. Somewhere that would be like a, a, an entryway, like a, a giant well, doorway or archway or there's,
3: something. There's, it's, it's not that kind of ruins. It's kind of just a grouping of buildings. Oh, okay. But there's a, there's a path. That you're currently on that leads straight into the middle of them. Cool. I'm gonna take the path.
0: I'm gonna follow along because that's what I do.
3: Um. Okay.
1: Try to keep up.
0: I haven't had uh, any trouble keeping are up you,
3: thus far, sir. I assume you're in front, Ianon. Yes. yes. Uh, go ahead and front. make an athletics check for me.
1: Yes, I am good at those. Oh. I'm not 20. I'm not All even right. going to re-roll it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to re-roll it for sound, but no. Oh, gee, no. A, a okay. Um, I got gotcha. There we go. Sound so effect. So as you take a first
3: step, you, you feel your foot start to give way as... The leaves underneath you give way to a pit trap, but you're able to stop yourself oh. just in time.
0: Oh. Can I assist him? I'm trying to grab no,
1: him. I already he, succeeded he, on my athletics, he, I know, but I, I'm assuming he <laughs> sort of
0: spread eagle out over this big pit. No, he, I he, don't he, let her touch me. <laughs> Get God, off of me, so woman. I, I don't need, need you. Assistance. <laughs> oh. I am
1: fine. Thank you.
0: Okay, sorry, guys. Someone
1: clearly doesn't want us to come in here.
0: Uh, I think that's a pretty good guess.
1: That's okay. not a guess. That's a fact. <laughs> it's a fact.
0: All right. You're uh, a lot more intense today than you were yesterday. Our,
3: just, uh, just for my gratification, that's everybody's passive perception, which is how you na- naturally see the world. 13. A 14 and a 13.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, Laura, you see, as as he's doing this, you start to hear some rustling in the woods. Something is coming closer.
0: Uh, can I make an extra check? See what it is? Do I know what it is?
3: You could. Make a perception check I to don't see know. what it is. I don't know. I've never played a I'm druid. More amb-
0: <laughs> I've never played a druid. They don't use perception. <laughs> I don't
1: know what i doing. <laughs> they use <All> nature.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like druids nature it up. Although my perception is really pretty good, but my roll is pretty terrible. So I get an eight.
3: <laughs> an eight. All you can tell is something is coming.
0: <laughs> Something's coming. Oh, my God. Can I make a perception
3: check? You most certainly can.
0: Oh, not much better.
3: You know about as much as her now. Oh my God! There's sounds. <laughs> so I'm
0: still gonna try to haul him off. Like, did you just? Did he stop? He, he felt
3: the ground start to give way, but he stopped.
0: Okay. okay. Uh,
1: uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw my my great sword. I'm gonna have my shillelagh out. I'm just gonna prepare out. in the general direction that the sounds are coming from.
3: Okay. i
0: about my shillelagh.
3: <laughs> so they are. Uh, these sounds would be coming from the uh, southwest of you. Is there a campus straight north from where your position is?
1: Is there a building or um, some of these ruins that I could use to wait in ambush?
3: There are two buildings pretty close, um, within uh, probably within thirty to forty feet of you. Uh, one is uh, straight west of you, and one is straight east of you.
1: Go to the closest one and wait for them to show themselves, and then you can join me. <laughs>
0: Okay, so I'm going to go do that. I'm actually going to switch from my <laughs> shillelagh to my crossbow. Nice.
1: I like
3: this plan. <laughs> Split the party. Go ahead.
1: Only by 30 feet.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: and I can move 30 feet in one thing, so we're probably mostly okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, as it gets closer, you uh, recognize that there is uh, two um, humanoid-looking figures coming along nice. with uh, one wolf.
0: Oh, God, wolves. Wolf. Ooh. Can you speak to that animal? <laughs> yes, I can. Can I how far away? Oh, wait,
3: hang on. <laughs> yeah, what's the range <laughs> on yours?
0: She's
1: just shouting from the building.
0: Wolf! Wolf!
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that Pardon me, wolf! That's, that's a totally good plan with the other with the other with the with the other ones coming. But I like it. Go for it. No, don't uh, do that. Don't do that. <laughs> range
0: is self, so I guess I gotta be right up on him, huh? You gotta be yeah, you
3: pretty to be much to talking consume. to him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Within well, talking distance.
0: I will. I will wait
1: until yes. he is closer. Wait for. Wait for them to move in. Okay. So um, and uh, as they as they approach, I'm going to say, "Hail! What are you doing in these ruins?" Wait. What's the what's the what's the uh, the king? King?
3: Oh, a, yeah. Queen. Where? The crown? You It's a king. It's a king. What's the king's name? Uh, hold on. I had to my notes. Oh no! Wait. you made H- me go pause. to my notes. No, no. Go to the notes. It is. Uh, I'm gonna try and pronounce this right. <laughs> Teofan. Lightbringer. Lightbender.
0: Aren't you the one who made up this name? No, so, that was a random we... name generator oh, made up these names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf
1: of King Lightbender, what are you doing in these ruins? <laughs> that's pretty great.
0: Elora's back in the building, and she's kind of like, oh, that's pretty impressive. Is, yeah.
1: Yes. Uh,
3: we're just uh, scouting out the area, making sure it's safe for travelers.
1: Do we believe them? I just made... Really gruesome eye contact with them <laughs> as, I, as I think about what I'm going to say next. <laughs> um, as they're talking about making the, the road safe for travelers, so I'm going to say, Where is your equipment to clear the path?
0: That's in the one. buildings? What? These ruins?
1: Take me to it. <laughs> okay. Yes. And then I'm going to follow them, make sure that they're in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do they look like bandits?
3: Oh, they don't look like any soldiers you've ever seen. Nice. <laughs> yes,
1: lead me to the, the stores of equipment I would like to help in this endeavor.
3: Very well.
0: So much noise. <laughs>
3: what? Yes, he, he we're said, very creaky we're over like, here. Creaky, we're, we're, <laughs> oh, the, the table, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, Can all right, so they take me? you into the uh, center of this encampment. You see... Uh,
0: Do they pass by me? Like...
3: Oh, you can, you're seeing this whole thing, and they're just walking off, so...
0: But, I mean, are they close to me at all? Like, how They're far on the they? path.
1: You were 30 feet off the path Per. You'll definitely want to follow yeah. as <laughs> safely as you can. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I would like to stealth my way down the road, like, dashing from building to building in a super sneaky Go ahead sneaky and give
3: fashion. me uh, a stealth roll there. <laughs> nice.
0: Oh, not bad. Um, hang on. Wait, wait. Where is it? Where is it? Ah, not great. Twelve.
3: Um... Surprising enough, your friend here is making so much noise that they're not able okay. to notice yes. you. Sweet. I thought you were the friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ian and is the
1: friend
0: are
3: providing so much of a distraction that they don't really notice you, even though you do make a little rustling noise, but they dismiss it as animals.
0: Nice. And, and mules. Uh,
3: Okay, so uh, as they bring you in, the woods open into a large clearing, revealing um, the remains of a long-lost uh, ruins. Uh, to the northeast you see a large hill with a decorating uh, what you could tell used to be a temple on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the southwest you see entrance similar to the building uh, to a similar building that has been completely overrun by nature. The forest itself has broken through its foundation and trees line its interior. Smaller buildings form, form an enclave between them. In the middle of everything is a stone well set atop. A cobbled mosaic ringed by statues of warriors.
0: Wow, and we just see all this? Yeah.
1: Dude, fancy. All right, so um, as they're leading me through, I'm going to be surveying the area, and I'm going to say, looks like you have a lot of work to do with clearing this out. Yeah, it's going to
3: be a long endeavor, but we should get it done.
1: Well, take me to the equipment, and we'll see what I can do to help.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, first, you're going to have to speak to our, our commander. Where is he? We'll take you to him.
1: A... I'm going Uh-oh. to attack. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, okay. Um, I'm glad you, uh, you're you going to do this. This is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll initiative.
1: Yes.
0: What?
3: I've got a lot of initiative to roll, initiative two. too. Yeah.
0: Nice. Was that a... Oh, yeah. Waka waka. Eight.
1: Nice. I'm going to get a... Do I get a surprise round since they don't know that I'm going to attack?
3: I get these two, Yes. Yes. Mm. The rest of the people in the camp. That's
1: fine. Oh <laughs> God, okay.
3: <laughs>
1: the rest of them. <laughs> nice Uh Can I Okay, so you said it was a couple hours, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I was gonna say, can I send my retainers to go get help? <laughs> retainers
3: <laughs> Okay. Um, alright. So Ian, nice. what'd you would you get on your uh your your You got a nineteen. A nineteen. Laura? An eight. An eight, a real
0: respectable eight. Real respectable. Real respectable.
3: Okay. Real respectable. Act. So, so ianen will go first. Heck yeah, he will. Um. And this is gonna be interesting. Let's see how this is all gonna play out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm writing down all my initiative
1: tracker. Because- <gasps> Hold it closer to the it? mic so I can hear you writing.
0: Yeah, right. You want
3: me to
1: scribble right
3: next to the mic? Yeah, scribble, 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 do it.
2: Scribble, scribble. Scribble, 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 scribble. scribble, scribble. Um...
3: Right. Furious uh, note taking. Right. <laughs> yeah, I things. am sorry. This, t- <laughs> this is the part that is always fun. Uh Anyway, go ahead and make your move, you Ian.
1: How far are they from me when they tell oh, you? Oh, they're, they're right next to you. Oh, they are. They right next weren't to me? gonna let
3: you lose. Somebody. Oh, okay,
1: no, that's fine. All right, yeah, I'm just gonna attack them then. Let's. Uh, are you sure they're not approximately ten feet ahead of me? <laughs> no, they're not. I ahead. was following them. Uh, well, you were just
3: having a conversation with them.
1: I we're like seven <laughs> feet apart. You can hear me. We are five feet apart. <laughs> I <Hey>. measured this <laughs> table. I know exactly how large <laughs> this table is. All right, it? all right, all right. All right. We'll uh, make the attack then. Wha- Nice. That is four six. Three. That is a nineteen to hit. Ah, uh, nineteen will hit. Nice. And we'll roll that. Nice. I get to re-roll both of them. Sweet. <laughs> great weapon master helping. <laughs> a great weapon fighter. Oh, uh-huh. great weapon fighter helping. So wow, yeah. Hey. That's fifteen damage. Take it. Oh, jeez. Uh, that that that's uh, that's a good hit. Um, I would like to use uh, sweeping strike, my maneuver, um, mm-hmm. to use that nineteen against the second person. Okay. Does it hit? Yes. Cool. Um, So I'm going to roll. Oh, I I have to use the same attack, so I just, it does 15, but I get to add the, nice, another six. So that is 21 damage to the second So your
3: sweeping strike actually takes out buddy number two. Yes!
2: Yeah, so
1: (laughs) as I, as as he says, we're going to take you to the commander in one fluid motion with years of practice. (laughs) I'm just going to swing the sword down and just directly across them. And uh, the first dude that I catch, I'm going to get him across the breastplate with it, and I'm going to swing upwards to finish with a flourish. And I'm going to take the head off the second guy. All right. I'm going to say, you bandits will perish here. (laughs) Okay. Give us back the crown.
0: Whoa. Uh, And Alora's, you know, (laughs) starting to see back going, dang, he's on fire today.
3: Yep. And then, uh, so now uh, Odago, the wolf, will... uh, Strike out at you. Yeah. Fight me, doggy. Fight you, doggy. Fight I have a wow. I have a terrible AC. All right. <laughs> let's do He's this. Like, please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> fight me, doggy.
1: Wait, don't fight me, doggy. Yeah. Please. This, this is not a lawn. I do not have a twenty-one AC. No, you
3: do not. Uh, all right. And because. Okay, so we're gonna go with that one. Uh. <laughs> so does, us. 14 hit you no
1: i have oh. an ac of 16 all nice. oh,
3: right so yeah that, that 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 happened
1: did it miss uh, it missed i'm going to use Repost when it misses to make an attack roll is my reaction
3: okay
0: sweet
1: that is a 20 to hit
3: a 20 does
1: hit okay uh Ooh. what do you okay. need to know uh i just needed to know whether riposte did um damage die, or if it was mm-hmm. just a superiority die. Okay. But I'm fairly certain it's just a superiority die, and I'm just going to check it super, super fast here. Uh, sweeping, sweep, I don't know, wrong ones. Sweep proposed. leg, sweep uh, leg. Sweep. You can ex- use your reaction and expend one superiority die to make a melee weapon attack. If you hit, you add, add it to the damage. Okay, so I do get to roll all three. Nice. Say good night, wolf. <laughs> Aw, poor wolf. I get to reroll these twos. Great weapon fighters coming in so
0: clutch. <laughs> coming in That clutch?
1: is eight plus...
0: It, or... Why is this happening? What
1: are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to cycle. Here. Okay, uh, we're here. He's like, I have a plus two, so that is eight, ten, sixteen damage to the wolf. Sixteen Damn. damage. The wolf has died. Yes! As it jumps to bite me, I'm going to take a step back with grace that only knights of King Lightbender could have, and I'm going to bring my greatsword down straight through its skull.
3: Very violent
1: Yeah I'm a knight <laughs> I do stuff I okay. do the things I have to protect the damsel in distress
3: Further on you hear <laughs> You do hear Barking elsewhere in the encampment As the sounds of other wolves Begins to encroach upon you um, Homeboy that you slashed across the chest
1: you said I got a surprise round, right?
3: Oh, yeah, that's right. So he doesn't get to move. He doesn't get to move. Since yeah. she was
1: predicated on my action, does she get a turn during the surprise
3: she round? She will get a turn.
0: Yes. What? Kill him. Wait, why am I getting a turn? I'm excited. Because but...
1: you were you were waiting for my move to make your attack. Uh-huh. So as soon as you saw me make the first move, you would get to use your action because you yeah. ready an action.
0: True. Very true. So
1: readying an action is where you get to take whatever action you would do on your turn and use it at a set contingent point, in which case... Your attack is contingent on my attack happening. So as soon as I attack, you get to use your action.
0: Oh, yeah. sweet. I didn't realize I was being that cool. Awesome. Okay. I love it. So Go it. I'm going to attack with my crossbow.
2: Crossbow. And
0: I also am going to cycle because D&D Beyond, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm.
3: You should be looking for a section that says attacks.
0: Uh, yes. Well, I, I sort of went away from it in order to... Look up wolfs. Wolfs? Wolfs. You have to click view. View. Ah, that's a good point. Eh. D&D beyond sponsors, guys. <laughs> D beyond. We use it. We love it. Sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> eh. How many unsponsored sponsors can we work in here? So we're gonna crossbow. Okay. Eh. Ah, not great. <laughs> so Ouch. four to hit.
3: That will not hit.
0: Dang it! Okay. Uh, so is it my whole act? My whole—it's not my whole thing. It's just the action I held. You right? still
3: have—well, you still have a bonus action right. if you had something to that you could use a bonus uh, action.
1: Board. Animal spirit totem thing, yes. right? Yes.
0: I was trying to remember what each one did. I can do the bear, bear the hawk, is temporary or HP. Uh-huh.
1: Hawk is advantage on ranged attacks, and unicorn is um, advantage to sea creatures. And anytime you heal, you heal for double.
0: Cool. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. go for Max. I'm going that. to cast the totem of the bear, like five feet away from. Nice. What's your name this time? Yannin. Yannin. Five feet away from Yannen.
1: Okay. So I gain. What's your level? Four. Yeah. Okay, I gain four temporary hit points.
0: Sweet.
3: So you do hear uh, movement in the camp. As other uh, people wolves. are coming out, people and wolves are coming out to. Uh,
0: do I get to move?
3: Uh, you can move as part of your. You still haven't moved. Mm-hmm. You Sweet. still.
0: I'm going to run up to be <coughs> beside Eonin. Eonin! Yes. Thank, so Thank you for arriving. Thank uh, you uh, for arriving. All right, no Eonin,
1: uh, you're up. I'm going to hit that guy again. Yeah, I am. That's a. Uh, for a lap. You're 24 on 24 to hit. Yes, that will hit. Nice.
2: Sweet.
1: Nice. That is 15 more damage. Oh, he is dead.
0: Yes! So dead. Yeah,
1: I'm just. Uh, He's like, oh, my God, why did you just slaughter my friend? And then I'm just like, oh, I got you, too. And then I'm going to kill him, too. Okay.
0: Are they all dead Brutal.
3: Now? Uh, no, there are, there are more people, you, coming. You, oh, more the, people you, coming. The alarm has been raised in the camp. Okay.
1: But they're just bandits. They're nothing. They're trash. Trash. <laughs> 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 <Really? laughs>
3: nothing for this they must So, yes, three more wolves are quickly coming upon you. Um, first one will go after Ianin. Uh-oh. Um, Fight me, doggy. This time it might actually get you.
1: Dang it. (laughs) I'm saving my last maneuver for another sweeping strike.
3: So uh, that is a 21 to hit.
1: That does hit me. Ouch. Oh, darn. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's great. Ouch.
1: (laughs) From the sky. Oh, darn. (laughs) Six uh, Six. piercing damage.
3: Uh, And make a strength save for me.
1: Oh, no. Not the prone. No, oh, no, I'm good. That's a 17. <laughs>
3: yes, you're fine. Uh, second dog will also attack you. Thank God for pack tactics. Uh, so that is a 17 to hit. Barely. Yeah, five more piercing damage. And make another strength save. Sorry. Jake is doing cool. math. It takes a little time.
1: Yeah, I just I don't know the, the interface for these <laughs> things. Sorry. Strength save. Uh fourteen.
3: That was that's fine. Cool. And the last one will go after dun,
0: dun, dun. No. My uh, that,
3: that is going to be a twenty two to hit. Oh gosh. I assume that hits.
0: Yes. <laughs> hits a lot. <laughs> like real hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like real hard.
3: And nine piercing damage.
0: I don't like it. Nope. Yikes. Uh okay. <laughs>
2: uh okay. Uh,
0: uh, that
3: you see uh several bandits coming out of the buildings around you. Some then uh, they are wielding crossbows. The first, uh, first one, uh, first three will go ahead and shoot at oh my God. Eonin.
0: Oh, we've made a terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen. We might not be in a good spot.
3: Fourteen to hit. That's uh, not gonna hit. And they all miss.
0: Yes. What? the
3: next, The other three are gonna backs. shoot at your friend. Oh no. Uh, that's a eleven to hit. Uh, no. haha. That's worse. <laughs> all right. Uh, This is an 18 to hit. Curses. Uh,
0: Me? Yes. Yes. Do I gain HP too because of the bear totem or is just mm-hmm. you? Oh, so you? It would still hit anyway, but yeah.
3: So just subtract
1: four from however much damage he does now. All
0: right.
3: All right. Uh, and That would be uh, eight damage. So you'll take so you four. Take four. Oh, okay, cool. So as a, as a crossbow bolt fly, all these crossbow bolts are flying, you're able to dodge most of them but one sticks you in the leg.
0: Dirt.
1: And you can reuse your bonus action to renew the totem, which will give us both uh, hit temporary hit points again. Oh. Um, you begin to hear shouting coming from the
3: temple area. And a woman's voice, very angry.
1: oh Oh, yes. She's about to call down the wrath of the heavens on our enemies. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I think she might be the enemies. No. No, we're fine. <laughs> this is a temple to the god of the Lightbender. King I, Lightbender would not abandon I us. I don't think so,
0: guy. Uh, Allura, you're
1: but... up. You said Ian? Uh Laura. Oh, Laura. Okay. Yeah, do stuff, Laura.
0: And So, Wild Shape is an action, right? It's a, uh, is it a bonus currently action? for you, yes. Yes, bonus area.
1: action is only moon druids, right? Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah, okay. So, I'm going to look at Yannan and be like, Hey, watch this cool thing I can do. Whew. And I'm a wolf.
3: You're yeah. a wolf.
1: Okay. okay, do you have the wolf stats? Yeah. I do. Okay, good. Just check
0: Yep. So I did that, and then um... being
1: in wild shape does not prevent you from using your totem. I right. assume, so, so you can the uh,
3: the uh, druid has just changed into a, a wolf. A wolf. And yeah. but she is slightly different color, so you yeah, can tell gonna, gonna, Thank I'm gonna, goodness.
0: I'm gonna make sure that I'm a, a beautiful. get got like this really great stripe just like happening. Oh, so, racing stripes. Yeah, racing stripes. <laughs> exactly. So just what to, a useful ability. Yeah, right. So cool. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so I'm a wolf now. I'm going to renew the totem. So we get four more. Does that mean we take off four wounds or just get four more?
1: Four temporary hit points. Temporary so the hit points. next
3: hit that comes through, does that'll go Correct. first. Yeah.
1: So what it does is it doesn't heal you. So you don't gain more hit points. Mm-hmm. It just stops further damage from from continuing.
0: Oh, ah, cool. All right. Okay.
3: And then uh, you hear another a man also yelling. And you see a man coming from the temple. He is much bigger than everybody else. Oh boy.
1: Is he dressed like them?
3: Similar colors but definitely uh, better equipped
1: but he does look affiliated with them He's affiliated. With them. okay so we have what we have three archers three wolves no you got six archers oh, darn you <gasps> might need to leave yeah, <laughs> um, as, as fun as this has been, uh, this has been real I don't I don't think us five of the
3: archers missed horribly
1: uh, that is still not comforting yeah not comforting because <laughs> if they all hit I will be down um, down.
3: Well, you still have three
1: wolves in your face. That's fine. I can deal with wolves. Um, Is there any way to break line of sight for the archers so that we can fight the wolves without being shot You could
3: duck around the building.
1: Okay. You would Um, have to lure the wolves. No, that's fine. Um, All right. I'm going to use my action to disengage for no attacks of opportunity, and I am going to move around the closest ruin to where, um, and I'm going to move as far down the wall as I can.
3: Because getting next to the ruins would also put you back into the tree line inside the tree lines
1: that's fine i just i want to be out of the line of sight yeah, of that's the what i'm saying the tree line will help block line of sight yeah so let's do that and um and i'm gonna motion to Alora. come on come with me we're
3: gonna because even make if it... they move to have line of sight they're gonna have to shoot through half cover at least yeah and
1: i, I want to be right at the farthest corner so that if they move i can just duck around it gotcha um nice. and so action disengage movement to move around and then i'm gonna move motion to Alora. to come
3: come with me so you move to the south side building. You tuck around just behind the ledge so that they don't have line of sight. And uh, Allura is still there standing with the wolves.
0: Uh, well, is it my turn now?
3: No, it's the wolves' turn. Oh, wolves. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's not good. Um. But uh, two of them are very interested in him, so they're going to yeah. follow him. You will get an attack of opportunity on one of them if you so desire. Nice. Yep,
0: yeah, i do it. Well, actually, can I... Uh, does an attack of opportunity have to be an actual attack, or can I talk to him instead? Has to be an attack.
1: That's it great. has to. Be, okay, has well,
0: to be an attack. I'm gonna do because I don't want him getting after Ian in. Nice. Yeah, hey, that's pretty good. What'd you roll? Uh, fifteen plus. Mm, what do I? I guess plus my. Bikes? You're using Shalee, right? No,
1: no, no you're, you're using to the. the wolf. So
3: it'd be a plus so, four.
0: Yeah, plus four. So uh, twenty. Modified. Twenty will hit. Woohoo.
3: Roll your damage. It's not a lot. It's two D four plus two.
0: Two D four.
3: So two four-sided dice plus two.
0: One, the dice that suck dice, on
3: the ground four. if you're barefoot. Yes. <laughs> the worse dice than Legos. <laughs> yeah, they're like way worse than
0: Legos. Daggummit! Uh, four damage altogether.
3: Four damage. I
0: rolled a one damage. on both of them. You do yeah.
3: get a you do bite one of them. Ugh. He uh, screeches <laughs> but continues <laughs> to run. Um and they are going to get to Annan, and, and they're going to make their attacks. Try me, doggies. Please don't hit me. Uh, no. So that would be a 20. I think I'm just going oh, to William Shepard at this point. Please don't hit me.
0: And then we got to do some weird movements. So. Yeah.
3: so 20 for 5 piercing damage. Okay. And then the second one Uh does a 16 hit you. Meat beats. All right. So and that's uh for another 6 Piercing damage. Are you uh, still alive? Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm definitely good. Okay. Like and then the last wolf was going to attack Alora, and he's going to miss miserably. Woohoo! Uh, now our bandit friends, uh, three of them are going to continue to try and get to you, so they're going to have to shoot through half cover now. Okay. Which plus how much do your AC? Uh, two, I believe. Well, one got a nat 20. So Yikes. critical hit. Uh, that's...
0: Oh boy! <laughs> I don't like this, it.
3: This dice has been very good to me today.
0: Nope, no more di- that dice for you. I'm taking that one. Oh,
1: uh, twelve. Uh, that's that super misses.
0: <laughs> super misses.
3: No, that was the damage. For the oh, okay. Time.
1: Oh, that's fine.
0: I'm fine. This is fine. I
3: still have over half my health. So. No, oh, okay. The second one rolled an eight to hit,
1: so definitely misses.
3: <laughs> and then the other uh, the other ones are going after Alora. It's a eighteen to hit. Mm, yes. Four five more piercing damage.
0: Oh man, I don't like it.
3: Remember that comes from the wolf's health, not yours. Oh, that's true.
0: Mm-hmm. Wolf.
3: Yeah. Second one rolled a ten to hit, which I believe does not hit the wolf. Uh. Your wolf has a natural armor
0: um, yeah 13 oh, my, what the wolf's armor is better than mine yeah so. <laughs>
3: and then <laughs> the other one rolled a 12 so they all those those two missed okay they can't hit a wolf sweet um at this time you look up towards the uh towards the temple and you see um, three tall almost elf-like figures walking down the steps
0: not, not, not. Clearly, I
3: can reason with them. Um, Alora, you're up.
0: Okay, so... Uh, you have a
3: wolf in front of you.
0: I have one wolf in front of me. I would like to run around the corner towards Ian and... Okay. Yeah, uh, are
3: you going to disengage first, or are you going to...
0: Oh. How I much health
1: does your wolf have left?
0: Uh, I'm trying to figure that out. I've got 11 hit points, so I'm at about half. It's up, it's up to you
1: Um, hmm. if you well I would say yeah use your disengage and
0: oh, yeah. get behind me I have a disengage yeah, anybody can, use, hit, yeah. Every,
1: anybody can use dodge dash or disengage as their actions oh hmm it's just rogues get to do it as a bonus action which is annoying yes it is
0: <laughs> and very convenient if you're the rogue yeah so I'll disengage and I will run away to be uh, near Ian because if I'm next to him I get pack tactics right because he's my mm-hmm. ally mm-hmm. yes sweet
3: that's why you want to be next to him when you're yeah. in wolf form
0: that's what I'm doing okay um, and
1: and she's gonna run actually around the corner so that the archers don't have a yeah. have sight on her at all okay. yeah, I'm
0: like around because that's
1: the point of being at that corner was so that we could fight the wolves without the archers yeah right. at this
3: point uh, the the large man who came down the uh, the temple steps is is approaching the um, forest edge
1: oh okay
3: how far is he from us? Uh, he's probably, he's now standing with the archers that were shooting at you, Ian, so he's probably one turn away, or 30 feet away from you. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And he is screaming at, uh, for, where are they? Kill them. Okay.
0: You know, blah, blah, general bad guy <laughs> stuff. General bad yeah, guy general
3: stuff. bad guy
1: stuff. Uh. Um, so where are they? Do the killing and It get is them now. Ian's turn. Cool. Two uh, wolves in front of you. Yeah, Ian and Will, strike them with the sword. I hope. Oh, maybe not. That is a 14 to hit. That will hit. Sweet. Oh, thank goodness. Um, and I'm going to sweeping strike them. So, does that hit the second wolf as well? Uh, yes. Perfect. Uh, 20 points of damage to both. Nice. Oh, they are both dead. You cleave yes. them both in two. Yeah, I'm just. As soon as she runs around and they come around the corner after her, it's just.
0: <laughs> Just right on, decapitate off of, off them right the there. Hands. Bam, bam. All right.
1: Yeah. Um, Eonin's new signature
0: move.
3: <laughs> new <laughs> signature Last wolf move. is coming after you. He's gonna try.
1: Is that the one that was attacking her? Yes. Is he gonna attack me? Yes. Okay. And he Wait. swings for a grand total <laughs> of
3: nine. <laughs> okay, cool. I wanted him to go for you so I could attack him
1: opportunity.
0: So you do your signature move. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But
3: it is. Uh, so the archers are have put their crossbows away and they are actually coming into the forest. Okay. And pulling out swords,
2: Uh
3: at least the three that are close enough to do so. The others are moving towards you, but
1: well, only one of them should be able to get into range because they'd have to come around the corner. Yeah, only one can get there. Perfect. And he rolled a
3: nineteen to hit. That does hit. Um, what is his? I gotta go look at this because I've been shooting at you. I don't know what they're Uh. (laughs) for two slashing damage. Nice. He is uh, super strong.
0: Slashing damage. Wait, so this is the big guy? This
3: is no. These are ra- the, ra- the guys the that were shooting at you uh, are now trying to swing swords at you guys.
0: They should be terrible at this. <laughs> uh, they are he, terrible. They are. This.
3: He didn't do anything. Uh-huh. I mean, he hit and he didn't do anything. And uh, the Boom. the elves are getting slowly closer. Uh-uh. And as they get closer, oh, I'm still good. You okay. notice that they're they're not. They don't have the same complexion as you. Mm-mm. So they're a different type of elf. It's a darker complexion. Uh-huh. Inferior. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: I got racial real quick around here. Oh, that's how the elves Allura, do. you're it's up. true, they are.
1: They don't think it'd be like that, but it do.
0: I know. It follows you <laughs> everywhere. Allura! <laughs> but it do.
3: Make you move.
0: Well, is there anybody close by?
3: There's the one that just swung at him. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I'm There's sorry. There's one wolf and one first. bandit that oh. are next to us. Yeah. One wolf already stole and then there's
1: how many other bandits actually move towards us?
3: Well, two two of them are also in the woods with you. The others just moved up to the lawn, up to the forest edge.
1: Okay. They're getting ready to come in. You can. Okay, pursue. cool. So yeah, we have one round to deal with three enemies.
0: Mm, I really want to like talk to the wolf, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be kind of an issue. All right. Well, I'm gonna go after the guy who swung at Ian. Okay.
3: Nice.
0: Bite him. You have advantage. Uh, I do. Pack yep. tactics. Sweet. Ah, oh, pack tactics. That's better. Much better. Ooh, so much better. Uh, 20 modified.
1: That will hit. Well, nice. See how much damage she does to this guy. Bite them. Hey, that's
0: uh, better. That's better. Six. Damage. Six.
3: All right. Uh, you get a good chunk of him. He is still standing.
0: <laughs> I like, like my jaws, you know, clamp onto him, then I shake him.
3: All right. <laughs> Uh, so there, the larger friend is now, finally gets to you.
1: Oh, he's to me now.
3: Yeah, he was at the forest edge at the end
1: of the last round, so. Well, he still would have to, he'd have to go around the guy that got to me, and okay. the wolf that was attacking me, and her. So he's just out of range. Yeah. Alright. He, he would need more movement. <laughs> you don't know how fast no, he moves. Trying, I am trying to not die. <laughs> Alright. Don't
0: be He is dead. just out
1: of
3: range, but Basically. he's ordering his guys to hurry up and do something. Gotcha.
0: Still yelling, huh? That's fine. Yep. Cool.
3: It's your turn, Ian.
1: Okay, cool. Um, I would like to challenge him to dragon chess. What? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I don't. No. I want to <laughs> hit him with the
0: sword. <laughs> so you want to challenge him to dragon chess, Ian, thought to himself. Yeah, Ian,
1: and thought to himself. I can clearly beat him in dragon chess. I'm proficient.
0: Well, because, because if you had actually said that, Alora's wolf would have been like...
1: Okay.
3: Right, we'll make an attack. It's one of those things that they give fighters that you're just like, why?
0: <laughs> because they know, you know, weapon uh, strategy things.
3: 17 to hit. Seventeen uh to hit. Is this That's the guy? That's just a bandit. That... That's just a bandit. Yes, he uh, that seventeen does hit him. Nice. Uh
1: fifteen. I've been getting lots of sixes and fives.
3: Yeah. Uh okay. So uh, he is also falls to oh, the ground.
1: Oh yes! Dude. Cut that off? What? All right, <laughs> we're doing the the signature, and signature move.
2: move. All I cut right. his head off. So the, oh, wolf. Ah, the wolf, oh, wolf.
1: and then can I turn and use my bonus action? Maybe I would like to try to intimidate the leader. As I decapitated his. You bandits. want to try and intimidate him Ooh. as yes. a bonus
3: action? Uh, okay.
1: I know it's not raw, but yeah, this is this is homebrew,
3: so yes. that's fine. Uh, okay, let's let's go it. ahead and uh, roll your intimidation. All right,
1: all right. That is a. That's a plus zero. Okay. That's a seven. Yeah. To intimidate, I look at him and I say, "Ha ha." <laughs> uh no. <laughs> he is. Uh, he is, uh, not, he is intimidated not intimidated. intimidated.
3: By my laughter. In fact, he, He's used to he grips laughs. his sword just rage. a little bit tighter. He is enraged.
0: <laughs> so much
1: rage. All right. That's fine. He has to step on his compadre to, to hit me. He has,
3: a, he has a, a scimitar in one hand and a dagger in his other. And you cool. see his eyes just a little bit angrier. Good. Fight me.
1: All right. Me. Uh, the wolf is going to try and bite you.
2: Okay.
1: Me. He is not going to bite you. <laughs> I, I should have taken sentinel. I took Charger thinking that I could run at people. <laughs> is a lot of fun. Trying
3: to uh, summon a lawn into this
1: game. No, like, uh, that that's why I wanted the 10 feet between me and them. <laughs> because you can't use it while mounted. Yeah. Like, so, Charger is just, I close 10 feet and get plus 5 to the damage. Like, that's awesome. All right. But, so, you're doing like a running But now I'm letting fire. them come to so, me and being a, a good knight.
3: Okay. So, <laughs> the other bandits are entering the woods. They get about to where the leader is. But okay. But they're just out. Cool. Um. That's right sweet and then the uh the elves are now starting to enter the starting to get to the woods now too
1: okay so So there's there's two people in the woods the bad guy and then three elves at the edge of the woods
3: there's bad guy three more bandits that just entered the woods that are standing next to him there's the wolf that's in front of you and then the elves are just now getting to the tree line okay so we have
1: six enemies left seven seven and it is an even fight.
3: Eden is like, I can do it. We can take him.
1: Yawning. Aha. Oh Tally ho. All
3: right. <laughs> Go. It is Elora's turn. Elora. Is she.
0: Sorry, I was busy putting out a candle. I was about to burn the house down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, so I want to attack the closest guy who most recently attacked Eden.
1: Yes. Go for it. I think it's just the wolf.
0: Well, whatever. Ah, 17 plus... That will hit. four oh, Q, twenty-one 21 to hit. Roll, Go ahead and roll, roll
1: some dice.
3: damage. Yo.
0: Roll them, dices. Ooh, hey, nice. maximum. So, 8 plus 2 is 10 to uh, damage.
3: 10 damage. The, eh, the wolf is dead. Yes. You bit him in the jugular.
0: Heck yeah, rip that out. <laughs> all
3: right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh,
2: Very aggressive all right. wolf <laughs>
3: So this big brawly guy finally gets up to you, What's stares you down. That's teeth chattering. He said, "You should not
1: have come. You should not have taken the crown."
0: Yeah, what he said. No, uh, I'm all...
3: so he uh, God, I hope these guys a, took the
1: crown. A
3: fourteen.
0: <laughs> Me too. Miss.
3: All right, he uh takes a he swings back with his backhand uh with the same sword. He's got multi attack.
1: Ooh. Two weapons and multi-attack? That's gross. And then well, uh, that is going to be for an no 18. Barely, but yes.
3: As he does it, he says, the crown belongs to
1: us. Er, oh, he def- admitted it. Yep, they definitely the, the crown. That's a confession. We can call it a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> call the boys in blue. And you take six <laughs> slashing <laughs> damage.
0: Okay. We have the confession. Do we get it on tape? and then, nope, uh, no. Okay.
3: He tries to stab your wolf with his dagger. How so dare you? 14 to hit the wolf uh, hits. she's
0: a lady <laughs> <laughs> she may look like a dog but she's a woman
3: uh, for four piercing damage
0: okay
1: nice you're still a wolf my wolf is
0: still still in it still she's in still
1: it's close we're, we're still in it. what are you gonna do well, i'm gonna hit him gonna hit <laughs> he's him like hard. i'm gonna hit him oh, please dice work for me
2: no, No! that's
1: a nat one. Yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't hit him. He's like, so <laughs> what can I do with a with a nat one?
0: Um, not much, a, right? Like, we're mostly hoping you don't. Nat one, the or worst
3: roll you could possibly get at the time you're fighting somebody like
1: this.
0: Somebody big. Bad. yeah i'm done <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the good I
1: news see. is that he's now between me and the other bandits so unless they have reach they can't get to me because ha, 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 ha. there's no space behind you are you up against the wall yeah i'm up against the wall and i have him on one side and her on the other okay i see how you arrange yourself yep i okay. did that I on purpose because she can just keep shape shifting because yeah. i think you have one more use
0: yeah i do
3: so
1: yeah uh, has lots of hit points can you become a armored turtle
0: I it has to be something she's It's got to gotta be like a quarter...
1: Are there bears here?
0: I, Even... can't, I don't think I can do a bear yet. It's got to be a quarter challenge rating.
1: What level are bears?
0: I think they're like one or two. Oh, no. Curses.
1: Oh, no. <laughs>
3: Wait,
0: I can check Trouble over here. Trouble has become. Uh, uh,
3: so, yes. Um, So, a bandit yeah, are going to on move one. up. One of them oh, will okay. swing at the wolf. They'll get around so they can swing at the wolf. Okay. And they rolled a nat 20.
0: What? Nope. not wolf. like Wolf. <laughs> Darn it.
3: And, yeah, that's for six damage.
0: Uh, yep, Wolf is out, and I have taken four damage. Wolf one, out. One, two, three, four. Wolf out. Uh, um, so they all finally oh, get in there. Wolf has checked out. Uh, <laughs>
3: let's look at this one, because I need to know what... Because they're finally where they can actually do something, so I need to make By sure... By the way,
1: you can be CR one-half creatures.
0: Cool. That's exciting. That's that right is well. exciting. Am but I... That's not what we've got. Am I allowed to be a half yet? Because, uh, hang on, a uh, fourth level... Oh, yeah, CR half. I was wrong. You're right. I can be CR half.
1: Heck yeah. <clears throat> what can we become?
3: And... They... Are. Oh, sorry. <laughs> See movement. Um, what is she going to do?
0: She is going to... Wait, she? Who is she?
1: The female elf. Priestess woman at the oh, top of the temple. Crap. Her. Yes.
0: I don't like her. Nope.
1: You could be a black bear.
0: <gasps> I think I probably will be a black bear. They come
1: with 20 so There she,
3: she screams out in a loud voice. Finch, I thought you said there would be no interruptions. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to look at the captain and go, yeah, Finch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Finch. <laughs> yeah, Finch. What's wrong with you, Finch?
3: And then um, she raises her hands. She can't see us.
0: Because we're around the corner.
3: She can see him. Okay. Crap.
0: <laughs> she doesn't like Finch very much, so I do So she's
3: think. aiming for a point just beyond him. And both of you need to make deck safe. Well, no, we're on the... Oh, wait, is this like an
1: area of effect yeah. thing? Ah, uh... 60 feet. I'm decent against these. Nope. Also nope.
3: Uh, And uh, so, oh, you, uh, what did you roll? We both failed. What did you roll? rolled a five. Seven. So I got a seven. So you all find yourselves wrapped in dark webs. Gross. Negative. And that is where we will stop. Oh, the webs. (laughs) What? Not webs. So you are
1: stuck in webs. I'm Google. excited for who will play Eonin next, <laughs> and next. And they the find per- themselves trapped in webs surrounded by tons of enemies through no action of their own.
0: Uh, that will be an interesting way to drop into a thing. Yeah. It?
1: Yes. Um, way, previous people left them in town, but the last guy, he left you stuck in a web surrounded by enemies at minimum, around half health.
0: Way out in the middle of the country.
1: FYI, it was all his fault. All his choice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> FYI.
1: So,
3: um, when I want to first thank jake for coming on yeah thank it's you for having me a lot of fun and i have a feeling we're gonna see a lot more of jake in bookshop media <laughs> boy i hope so <laughs> so um also uh thanks to joseph and bookshop media for producing huzzah yes a lot of fun uh, you should definitely go check them out on Patreon, facebook and anywhere you get your uh podcast whether it be itunes soundcloud and wherever else they
1: may be Stitcher <laughs> so like, you know, I love Stitcher um, play.
3: but that's it and we hope to uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it um, as always you can check me out uh, at the Geek Re- me and Jocelyn at the Geek Renaissance um, on Facebook YouTube and uh, Twitter just take off the uh, final E in Renaissance and you'll find us
0: yeah the Ge- so the Geek Renaissance minus the E because there weren't enough characters and we had already committed <laughs> <laughs>
3: But it's easy to find us. Jocelyn usually posts some really fun stuff. I post every once in a while, but I do read it. So
0: <laughs> it's like I read our feed. It's pretty great.
3: It is a good feed. It is. So. Aw, oh, thanks. Um, and uh, yes, as always, uh, go rate us, and uh, oh. subscribe. And then Jocelyn has, I think, some extra news.
0: Do I have? Uh, well, so we really appreciate you guys here, <laughs> and uh, in token of our appreciation. We're doing, we are We are. sponsoring the show ourselves this time around, which sounds kind of weird. So the Geek Renaissance will be uh, doing a, a sort of raffle-style prize. So if you could please, Joseph, for the steps again.
3: It's rate us yeah. on iTunes. Five stars always help. Five <laughs> stars a, will, a, will definitely write, not hurt your karma. And write a review. At the same time, send an email to bookshopmedia at gmail.com letting us know that you wrote the review and then you will be entered and you will win a prize.
0: Yet to be determined. You will get a lovely surprise.
3: It will be something gaming Box. related. Postbox? I promise. Whatever. We have lots of friends who are very creative and we have lots of cool ideas that we like. So We'll, we'll
0: send you something that we would like to get ourselves. So
3: That is a guarantee. <laughs> yep. uh,
0: so thanks for listening, guys. Huzzah! 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 <laughs>